what happens next episode, Andy? The same thing that happens every episode, Stephanie. We try to take over the world. It's, it's Andy and the Steph. Steph. It's Andy and the Steph. One thinks she's a Jedi, the other's a mess. They talk pop culture crap, and then they take a nap. They're dandy. It's Andy and the Steph. Steph, 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 Steph. No! It's time for Atomic Monsoon with your hosts, Psycho Andy. And the internet went, ah. Gosh. That opens up a lot of possibilities in the future. <laughs> it's got me excited here. And Jedi Stephanie. They get like a staff and they try to bring him back with it and they only bring back his lower half. And now it's Atomic Monsoon. Hello, Steph. Hello, Andy. Doesn't work quite as well with a two-syllable name, but that's fine. It's <laughs> hey, how's fine. it going, Stephanie? It's going pretty good, Andy. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Which is the day that businesses uh, tend to finally be making a profit by the, uh, in the year, which is why it's called Black Friday. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, something came out last week. And I thought we should talk about it. But also because it's a reboot, re- launch refresh of a series that uh was around at least when i was a kid that i used to watch every day um Mm -hmm. you know let's let's just do a whole big talk about animaniacs i love that idea but first let's talk about it let's talk about def m records oh we should definitely definitely talk about (laughs) def m records uh yeah yeah the guys at def m records do our intro music and you can find them over at def m records.bandcamp.com that's d-e-a-f-m R-E-C-O-R-D-S dot bandcamp, B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P dot com, C-O-M. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they're, they're always making some new music and, and some fun stuff. And uh, uh, like I said, I found out recently that Bandcamp, the first Friday of every month, um, gives uh, wave, waves all their, their licensing fees or whatever. So um, next Friday is the first Friday of December, so you can go over to defmrecords.bandcamp.com and check out some music and make sure all that money goes directly to the artists. And that would be great. But today on Atomic Monsoon, though, we're talking Animaniacs. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're going to get a little bit insaney over here. Uh, fortunately, there is no baloney in my slacks. So, so that's... I'd be concerned if there was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even wearing slacks. Neither am I. <laughs> uh, so Animaniacs originally aired uh, September 13th, 1993 and ran until November of 1998. It ran five seasons. Um, it was created by Tom Rugger. Ruger? Rugger? I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. I apologize, Tom. Um, and it originally aired on Fox Kids. Um and then after the first season, maybe the second season, it moved over to Kids WB um, because it's produced by Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment, which is Steven Spielberg's uh, production company. You know, that when WB was bringing up their own network and everything, they're like, well, let's bring all of our shows back in-house and get them off other networks. So, yeah, so they did that, uh, which is fine. 
Mm-hmm. The the original series ran for 99 episodes, along with a straight-to-video um, movie called Wacko's Wish. And, uh, man, I I remember getting home every day after school, and it was just part of my afternoon cartoon lineup before, um, you know, I was a latchkey kid for a while. Um, and so, yeah, I used to watch this every, every weekday <laughs> after I got home from school, waiting for my dad to get home. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, lots of, lots of fun memories that first season. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what, where, what about you, Steph? When, where, how did you find Animaniacs? Because uh, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about that you were born a little after this started. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So how I found Animaniacs was, so it was some point in the 2000s, maybe mm-hmm. the 90s, maybe the 2000s, somewhere around there. I was very, very young. And I was over at my grandmother's place in, or my grandparents' place when they were uh, first living in Fountain Hills down here. And we turned on WB Kids uh, just because, like, we were flipping through the channels trying to find something to watch. And it was one of the shows that was just on. And then as I kind of grew up, like, it was just kind of existing in the background. Like, occasionally I would turn on a TV, flip the channels, see Animaniacs was on, watch it or something. Um, but it was never regular enough to say that I watched it consistently, but I watched enough of it to know, you know, enough of the characters, to know enough of the jokes, to know like the theme song, to know Pinky and the Brain. I watched a lot mm-hmm. of Pinky and the Brain. It was just, it was like, I don't recall when or where I was or how I got, you know, into it, but I just remember watching it and really enjoying it as a kid yeah. and not getting any of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of pop culture and and uh, history based jokes in this show for sure, um, mm-hmm. uh, and and that is yeah. I didn't get a lot of stuff as a kid, but uh, as I've as I've grown up and and you know uh, ended up buying the series on DVD and stuff, watching it all again, it's like oh oh, there's a lot of things here that I absolutely would not have gotten mm-hmm. <laughs> as a kid. Um, you mentioned Pinky and the Brain. And they actually spun off into their own show for four seasons. It lasted uh, between 95 and 98. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was the same as as the version on Animaniacs, but it was typically um, longer segments, right? Because and so Animaniacs, I guess, <laughs> if you've never watched the show, it is a sketch comedy musical cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um and it primarily stars the the Warner Brothers, uh, Yakko and Wacko, and their sister Dot. Um, and the premise of the show is that they were cartoon characters created in the golden age of animation that were too crazy to uh, have any of their cartoons ever aired in theaters as news, you know, before newsreels and stuff like old uh, Warner Brothers cartoons were. So, mm-hmm. so the Warner Brothers studio locked them in the water tower. And um, actually, this time last year, I was visiting some relatives, uh, my cousin Alex, that was on uh, Atomic Monsoon several episodes ago. Um, I, I was visiting him, and he lives, uh, or he lived last year at Ian Burbank. Um, and so we actually did try to drive around because I'd never been to Hollywood at all. And we drive, drove past the Warner Brothers lot, and there was the water tower. So I've actually seen where the Animaniacs live in real life. Um, you know what's funny? So have I. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, no, back um, back in March before the pandemic hit and everything, uh, my students and I went on a field trip to L.A. Mm-hmm. And we actually got to do a Warner Brothers studio tour a lot. Oh, like, cool. 
And it was hands down one of the coolest tours I've ever done. Uh, I highly recommend to anybody who's a fan of literally anything Warner Brothers has created. Um, and it was awesome seeing the water tower. And it was great when the, because I was sitting right next to the tour guide, like just because of the way we crammed into this car, uh, I was literally right next to the tour guide. And mm-hmm. he looks up at the water tower and he's just like, uh, and up ahead, you'll see the water tower, uh, you know, very significant with our logo and, you know, the look of Warner Brothers and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I, and he's like, and I raised my hand. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, did the Warner Brothers, so is uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot chilling up there? And he's like, I don't know. We haven't seen them in 20 years. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Winking at the fact that they were coming out with the new uh-huh. stuff later this uh-huh. year. And yeah. I was just like, hey. Yeah. All the students in the back were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, along those lines, when uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies came out, there's there's a segment where they're on the Warner Brothers lot and Starfire points to the water tower and goes, that's where the Animaniacs live, which uh, is a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah, the, the Warner Brothers water tower is is an iconic piece of Warner Brothers history, but also uh, is is where these characters live in, in mm-hmm. the show. So that's pretty great. Yep. Um, in addition to the Warner Brothers, there is the aforementioned Pinky and the Brain, two laboratory mice. Um, Brain is is a genius and Pinky is nuts. And they are constantly trying to take over the world. Um, other significant characters in the original version of Animaniacs, at least. Um, there's Dr. Otto von Scratchensniff, the Warner Brothers lot psychiatrist. Ralph the Guard. Um, uh, Thaddeus Plotz, the CEO of Warner Brothers. Um, Rita and Runt, a, a, <laughs> oh, a, a stupid dog and a singing cat um, who are hanging out together until they can find homes. Uh, Buttons and Mindy who are uh, Mindy is a little girl and buttons is her family's dog. Who's always trying to keep her safe and ends up getting into mischief because she's a little girl that easily escapes her harness and crawls away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Flavio and Marita, the hip hippos who their segments might be the ones that have aged the least well, because the whole joke is that they were in front of trends before they became trendy and watching all the old hip hippo segments. Now, um, they're just talking about things that are everyday life now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's funny because it's like, they, you know, they'll talk about going out and getting sushi or, or um, you know, like whatever, whatever kind of trendy sort of hipster thing is going on or whatever. Like they were doing that in 1993, well before it became mainstream. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, mm-hmm. there's also the Good Feathers, who are a trio of pigeons um, who are mobster parodies mm-hmm. <laughs> all of their segments are, are takeoffs of some some gangster movie like goodfellas and the godfather etc etc um uh skippy and slappy squirrel uh, i love them so much yeah slappy's deal is that she was an original she's a forgotten old warner brothers cartoon and then there's her nephew skippy um and slappy has grown up old and cynical and skippy is still a young uh wide-eyed innocent kid Mm-hmm. Um, uh, chicken boo who is a giant chicken that dresses up like a man and it's the same joke every single time someone doesn't recognize that he's a chicken and then they do mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Katie Kaboom was one of the originals who was a teenage girl that uh, it was a, a euphemism for puberty and hormones she would overreact to everything literally turn into a monster explode and 
it was just a matter of of how how did we get here um uh and you know they were fun uh minerva mink who was in a couple of episodes in the first season and then was deemed to be too sexy for a kids show <laughs> so they basically pulled her although allegedly she has a bigger segment uh, a bigger uh uh she's more important in the comic books um okay. uh there's the kid that's friends with Randy Beeman. I don't know what his name is, but he's this little kid that comes out and it's like one time with Randy. Be- okay. One time with Randy Beeman, he, he, and he would just tell these, these silly little stories. <laughs> um, there was the mime who would give little mime time segments and he would do silly things. Like he'd go to, to pull a, you know, he'd pull a rope or whatever. And then a safe would fall on his head. Right. Mm-hmm. Something that shouldn't yep. be possible. Cause it's mimes, but yeah. Um, and then Mr. Skullhead, who was the uh, victim of the good idea, bad idea segments. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, did I leave any out? There's so many characters, though. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. you got a lot of the main. You got a lot of the main ones, and a lot of the ones that had segments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you've covered pretty much all the bases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were definitely some other some other one-off characters and stuff. Um, one one of the things about this is it's difficult to describe comedy mm-hmm. without like actually watching it. So I don't know how much we're actually going to talk about trying to explain any of the jokes, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the voice cast is important, right? So the, the voice cast is important. <laughs> so Yako. Uh, Wacko and Dot were voiced by Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, and Tress McNeil, respectively. Um, Rob Paulson also voiced Dr. Scratch and Sniff and Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Um, Maurice LaMarche did the brain. Um, and Frank Welker did a lot of other characters. <laughs> I believe it. Um, uh, and the reboot's interesting because it's really just kind of those five actors and a couple of guest spots here and there. It's uh, true. It, yeah, it, it's been interesting watching all of the new ones. And and um, the new show doesn't have a lot of the guest characters. There's the Warners and Pinky and the Brain and Ralph mm-hmm. the Guard. Yep. And Dr. Scratch and Hip shows up for an episode. Um, and there is, there is one other episode that um, <laughs> kind of shows what happened to everyone else. Oh, um, yeah. Wasn't it uh, Chicken Boo that did it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but it, Chicken Boo is the only one that gets voiced because he was voiced by Frank Welker. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone else is silent. And, yep. it, you know, on one hand, it's nice to have um, to have kind of that explanation and, and to see all the characters again. On the other hand, like, uh, it's kind of a bummer that we didn't get all of them back. But I get it because that's another, mm-hmm. like, 15 voice actors you have to hire and, and pay and um i don't know i don't know what the budget for this show was for the for the reboot Mm -hmm. was um who knows what those contracts were like i do know that most of the original writers were not even asked to come back oh Uh, wow yeah it was just a thing warner brothers just kind of decided they were doing and got the original voices that they had to get and kind of cheaped out on everything um yeah, but I don't know. Uh, the show's still funny. 
<laughs> oh no, it was absolutely hilarious. There were several moments where I was just busting a gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, did you did you have a favorite segment of any of the original ones? Like, were any of those any of the the groups of characters that I mentioned uh, your your favorites? I definitely loved Slappy uh, and her nephew, just because they those two were always super super funny to me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I enjoyed the Warners and uh, Pinky and the Brain, mm-hmm, but yeah. I definitely like when I always think back to it, I always think about Slappy Squirrel. Okay, and all of her funny funny bits. Um, one of the ones I think of is either the the one where they go to Woodstock or the one where she drags um her nephew all across the world to try to prove to him like no 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 Bumpy's mom is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Woodstock Slappy is great. They their their who's on first uh, takeoff mm-hmm. is. I actually, I don't know if I still do, but for the longest time, I had an MP3 of that that would just randomly show up in my music when I you know, when I would hit shuffle. Oh um, my god! Because it, it's just right because they went to Woodstock, and so there's the band The Who, and mm-hmm. who's on stage? I don't the know. Who? You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then, you know, at that so. time, there's there's a group called The Band, there's a group called Yes, and all of those play in. And, uh, yeah, for, for anyone that likes classic rock, that's a, a wonderful segment. It's a wonderful <laughs> segment. Um, and I also liked a lot of their, like, songs that they would sing. I don't remember a lot of them. I mean, I obviously remember the state song, not, like, to the lyric, but I remember Wacko's state, so- state capital song. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I remember... The, and this is probably the most famous one, just because a lot of people who even didn't even watch Animaniacs, they knew the country song right. by Yakko. Yep. Yep. Yakko's Countries of the World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I think Yakko's World is is the most infamous song from mm-hmm. from the show. Right. That's that's the one that's probably the most well known. And I would say uh, Wacko States and their capitals is probably the next next best known um, mm-hmm. because they're educational like in addition yeah. to in addition to um yeah like being entertaining and then like oh how do you make all of the countries of the world rhyme uh they found a way to do it and um you know same with with the united states and their capitals like mm-hmm. you know the challenge of making those things all rhyme is is fascinating um, mm-hmm. but also, Hey, what are all the capitals of the, the United States? I, you know, when I'll admit when this show came out, I didn't know them all, <laughs> Neither did but, I. but I do now. Yeah. And I mean, now we have a new educational song from the show, which is, uh, dots, uh, first ladies song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the last segment of the last episode of the new, mm-hmm. uh, of the, so here's the thing is they, they got signed for two seasons for the yes. news. Uh, and, and so we've only gotten the first one yet. Um, the next one is expected to premiere sometime in 2021. So, mm-hmm. so that's nice. Yeah. Um, it's nice to know that there's, there's some more to look forward to. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, this, I had, now I have to ask you, Andy, uh, because obviously you grew up with the original. Um, yeah. Did this new season do the original justice in the sense of like, I mean, it's obviously it's not a reboot. Like they didn't go back and then redo episodes. It's obviously because in in the first episode they have a whole song about what they missed over the past twenty two years. Right. So I guess the question is, did it do a good job of like reviving itself? I guess. So I will say that um, by kind of coincidence, I I had been rewatching 
the previous series, the the 90s series, um, kind of throughout September and October. Like, I knew the new one was coming out in November. I didn't rewatch every single episode. I got through, the, like, the first 30 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I, I it's been a while since I've watched it. I don't remember every segment. Um, and mm-hmm. even, even rewatching those, there were, ab- there were, like, full episodes that I don't know that I'd ever seen. Or if I had, I may have seen them originally when they broadcast. Um, so I, I was pretty familiar with, you know, the first half of the first season of the mm-hmm. show um when when started watching this new one and i would say that the only the only thing missing was the other guest characters yeah. you know the the segments with the warners all felt like you know animaniac segments the pinky and the brain segments all felt like pinky and the brain um i i would have liked you know a new buttons and mindy i would have liked a new read and runt um, I understand getting Bernadette Peters back to voice Rita so she can sing is maybe asking a little bit much. Um, I would have liked more. I, I understand why they wouldn't do new Hello Nurse segments, like uh, uh, skits with her and, and Scratch and Sniff, because they kind of did those to death in the original mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. But it would have been nice to have those characters back. I did like the new CEO. Uh, I, I yes. liked, you know, I liked Thaddeus Plots just fine, but... Um, Again, they kind of did everything they could with him in the original series. So, you know, and he was an old white man and replacing him with a uh, younger lady of color. Like, great. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have no issue with that. Um, I would have liked a new Minerva Mink uh, because they're not on network TV. And there were I mean, um, the <laughs> the segment in the new one, France, France Revolution about Marie Antoinette, like. Boy, that was <laughs> I love that. that was such a great episode. That's that's straight up my favorite one of all of the new ones. It's the only one I've watched multiple times. Um uh, but yeah, like like she was way sexier than Minerva Mink ever was. Uh, or at least in the way she was drawn, not in the way she acted. And mm-hmm. you know, also it's not on television. Like you have to go seek this out. And so um I think it would have been nice to get a new Minerva Mink segment, even if they had to replace her voice actress. Um Minerva Mink was originally voiced by MTV VJ Julie Brown. And because mm. uh, uh, she had come in to do a voice on Tiny Toon Adventures, um, uh, Julie Bruin on on Tiny Toons, um, like not MTV episode. And so, mm-hmm. you know, she she did Julie Bruin a, free, a few times throughout Tiny Toons run. And, and when they did uh, Animaniacs, they, I, I guess she I don't know if they asked her to come back or if she auditioned or, or what, but yeah, downtown Julie Brown came back to do uh, Minerva Mink. And um, I don't know what she's up to these days, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, but you know, okay. If the one thing that's missing is all of the characters that often as a kid, I was like, why are these characters here? I just want to see the Warners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I just get to see the Warners like, well, okay, I guess that's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, yeah, I would say I would say it's a worthy successor. Uh, mm-hmm. It mostly feels like the original. Um, you can hear the age in the voices of the main three for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Dot. Like, and, and listen, I mean, it's been 23 years since the show or 22 years since the show ended. It's been 27 years since the show started. You know, yeah, your yeah. voice, your voice sounds different after almost 30 years. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not. That's fine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's a good update to the show. And uh, I'm I'm very excited for for the next season. So as am I. Yeah, no, I 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, and I even went back and I watched like a few segments and mm-hmm. even like the old theme song just to see the difference between the new theme song and the old theme song. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And it was interesting to see the difference as well. I mean, like, I know there was a difference in lyrics to begin with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, inf- it was just different, interesting to see the difference in just what they, what was originally there and what's there now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it also was interesting because there's at one point when they're in the line, um, so join the Warner Brothers and their Warner sister dot, like that segment. Like if you actually look at the animation in the background, it's a very muted looking studio set, like studio yeah. lot. And if you watch the new one, like there's bushes, there's trees, there's actual greenery, there's actual like there's mm-hmm. a golf cart in the background. Like it actually <laughs> looks like a like a functioning studio lot, um, which is really kind of cool that it that the animation style has updated, like just animation in general has updated so much yeah. that it looked so pretty and clean. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I guess I was moving on to my next question, which was of the new stuff. What was one of your favorite, like maybe actually, well, actually hold on before I get to this. One thing I will say is that, so I didn't get a lot of the old jokes back in the old version. Even when I watch it now, like I get it now, Mm-hmm. But even then, like some of them still miss me because of the fact that I was born in '95. Right. Um, but it's interesting watching it now and getting all of the references and jokes and nods yeah. and meta things and even some of the dark humor. And I'm just sitting here like, oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, and and there are there have been a couple things in rewatching the older ones where i did have to go back and and look up like oh man yeah because it you know it's been it's been 25 plus years since those happened right and uh Mm -hmm. uh so yeah going back and and checking some of those that like okay yeah that was a thing in the 90s but or or was a thing in like the late 80s but like it's just not relevant to popular culture anymore Mm -hmm. Um, or even some of the historical things you know yeah uh like you know, I've said I liked the the France France Revolution with Marie Antoinette the best um, of of the new ones. But even with that, I was like, I had gotten Marie Antoinette confused with a couple of other historical French queens in my brain. Mm-hmm. So I did have to like go back and and double check and make sure like, okay, which ones? Okay, so this was actually one of the queens of England. This was Marie Antoinette. This is Marie Antoinette. And uh, the line "Let them eat cake" may or may not have actually been Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, I mean, it's, it's often popularly credited to her. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I love the way that that episode, uh, that that segment ends where like the whole thing is just a build up to here's the things, you know, about Marie Antoinette. People both did and didn't like her. She said, let them eat cake. She got killed by being decapitated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the whole thing, the whole episode is just a build up to the, 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 all of those. Um, and I, I, it's just so fucking good. <laughs> I know it really is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, Neil's Needheart, the, the oh new, um, <laughs> Schwarzenegger sounding parody character that mm-hmm. we meet in the Greek game, the, the not Olympics because they, they couldn't mm-hmm. call it the Olympics for legal reasons. Uh, and then when he shows up again in, in mm-hmm. the last one, um, yeah, yeah, he he's a he's a good new foil for them. I like I like their interaction a lot. That um, was I I really enjoyed that Olympics, uh, just because some of the commentary that they were providing, but also just the fact that they were 
it was definitely the cartoon physics of them just breaking logic in the fourth right. wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I had a question for you, Stephanie. Um, we have talked about on Atomic Monsoon before about how you are not the biggest fan of horror movies or clowns. <sighs> I knew this episode was going to come up. I, 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 this I, reference. I, 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 we don't need to go into depth. But uh, episode 11 is a Halloween episode and mm-hmm. and they do have a, a Stephen King's it parody where they meet Nickel Wise, the clown. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did that one? How, how did that go for you? So at first when I was watching it, I was like, OK, I love their their costumes. They're kind of like nods to, I think, old um, 90s esque looking costumes oh, no. or something. They were no? the Marx Brothers. Oh, they were the Marx Brothers. That's right. They were the Marx Brothers because yeah. <laughs> Yakko kept doing a lot of the, the Marx Brothers type jokes yeah, to the, the camera. The, I the forgot about that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But because um, I think they get referred to that a couple of times. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, no. So I, I was I was really enjoying it in the beginning. And then when he lost his uh, wad of candy, which looked completely disgusting, by the way. But when he lost his wad of candy and immediately went to the sewer, I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> like I immediately knew where this was going, and a part of me was hoping that it was maybe like an old character, like an old foil, might come back, and it wasn't actually going to be Nickelwise. Uh, but then the moment I saw the smile, I saw the eyes, and he started moving out of the shadows. I f- I was watching on my phone at the time, and I flipped my phone the opposite direction, so oh, I was no. looking at the back where my camera was, and I'm like, <laughs> "Damn it!" <laughs> oh. oh, I'm so, so sorry. So I. I try. I, I I tuned in on certain segments when it was definitely just them without him, and yeah. it was really funny that they were obviously parroting the movie that had definitely taken off in the past right. decade or so. Um, but it, they the way they drew him and animated him was a little too much for me. Little, so okay. I was just like, okay. okay, I felt I felt bad, but I really enjoyed the Pinky and the Brain episode that followed. <laughs> the the Frankenstein one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one that one was a lot of fun and strange. Um, yeah. I I really liked the Pinky and the Brain segment with Julia Brain, the yeah. where, where Brain made uh, the perfect first lady so that he could run for for president and take over the world that way. Um, mm-hmm. And I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to see her again. So I think we're going to though. I hope so. I hope I hope we get to see her again in the second season. Mm-hmm. Or seventh season, depending on how you want to count them. Um, yeah, yeah. I really liked the um, the classical music one. The classical music. Oh, sketch. that was such a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, In the Hall of the Mountain King has has slowly become one of my favorite classical pieces. So uh, having it start off with that was was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Mickey's Filiar Magic, which is a experience you can have at Disneyland or Disney World where you pretty much just sit in a theater, you're wearing 3D glasses, and it's uh, pretty much Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and Minnie all getting ready to do an orchestra concert. Mm-hmm. And Donald sets up all the music, he sets, up all, he sets the music up, he sets the stands up, he puts all the instruments in place, and it's just instruments, there's no one there. And at one point, he decides to put on the Sorcerer Mickey hat and use the conductor's wand to, you know, play whatever he wants. And it results in this horrible thing where Donald gets pretty much launched into all these Disney movies because magic and stuff. 
Uh, <laughs> and then Mickey has to come in and control everything. And then they finish it off with like one little classic Disney type sounding song where it, where the tuba in the song shoots Donald through the screen. And then when you turn around, he's in the wall. Uh, it's great. It's a great Disney thing, but it reminded me of that. And I really do enjoy that experience. Mm-hmm. So watching this, I was like, ah, oh, this is like Philly our magic, but different. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I do love about uh, both Animaniacs, both, both versions of it and Tiny Toons is they did a lot of fun things with classical music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was the same. It was the same people working on both of those shows. Plus, uh, like Freakazoid and Hysteria and mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series even. So, yeah. um, you know, it was great to see, to get, it was good to, good to see all of those people flex as many creative muscles as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but also, yeah, throw in, throw in some educational stuff and some historical things and, and mm-hmm. stuff like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And I'm glad that all of that continues into the new one. Oh, yeah. So I want to talk about the first episode real quick, just because there's something there's something about the first episode that just makes me love it so much. Um, obviously, one of it is the is the song of like you know what did they miss you know in the past twenty two years or so, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. pointing out the fact that you know like all these things have been introduced, all these things have happened, um, but also definitely reminding us of even though this is premiering in twenty twenty. This is it's 2018 when the animators are animating this, so yeah. we have no idea who is president at this point. Right, you know, like re- referring to the fact that the election was going to be in 2020. Right, and it's just, there's just a lot of really interesting things to see them like catch up on. Um, but I also like the Pinky and the Brain episode that goes with that first episode because. It, it it's showing them back in the 90s going like, okay, I have this idea for world domination and then brain invents the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, I'd believe it. I believe brain invented the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's that one's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I did, yeah, thank you for, for mentioning that. I did want to point out that, yeah, the, I really appreciate that they, like, yeah, these episodes are written in 2018 even though it doesn't come out for a couple of years. And it was like, mm-hmm okay, that's a good reminder, you know, like mm-hmm. we're not going to be quite as up to date on everything. And I, I, I do have to wonder uh, um, <clears throat> how much 2020 would have changed if anything, right? I mean, the pandemic mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah. all of the protests and stuff this year, right? Like how much would that have changed other episodes going forward? And um, yeah, I wonder that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we might find out, we might not either way is fine. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily need to see Animaniacs spoofing Black Lives Matter. Um, no, I don't, I think they would take that very seriously if they yeah. did anything with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, or, a uh, uh, or COVID like, I mean, you know, I think reference to those will be fine in a couple of years, but I think, mm-hmm. I think doing it this year is, is too soon for everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 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 I do have to say though, which this brought, brought me to the next episode. I liked the next, next episode where they kind of briefly did the odyssey. Oh man. <laughs> and they made a dude bro Odysseus. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That one, um, there in, a- in the original series, there is, um, one with Michelangelo when he's painting the Sistine Chapel and they make him like the most obnoxious person that's ever existed. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
and and yeah the Odysseus one very much reminded me of that it was like oh mm-hmm. okay yeah this is where we're going and of course yep. you know the Cyclops at the end was uh oh my god I oh. actually so here's the thing if this premiered in 2018 I was I still would have laughed at it I still would have laughed at that moment but I'm laughing a little more at it just because it's there's know, some we, hidden irony in what's being said <laughs> we we know how things turned out and yes yeah yeah, yeah. um, um and let's but, not spoil that for the for our no. listeners. Uh. <laughs> it does, however, bring me to the next thing that they 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 have no shame. They have no shame in throwing shade at certain things. And I don't know if that was. Well, and I, I think that was the case back in the original. But like, yeah. just because I understand the more modern references now, when they throw shade at someone, I'm like, oh, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, so there is there is a song in the original series that got changed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was about the. Pres- the history of the presidents right and they go through all of them mm-hmm. and uh i don't remember the exact lines but originally it was uh when they got to bill clinton who was president at the time they alluded to the fact that it was uh heavily believed that hillary was pulling the strings and bill was more of just a, a figurehead mm-hmm. and um I-, I don't know exactly how it went down but basically the government went to warner Brothers and said hey can you stop that and they just made it a very generic, like, and now in the White House is Bill and Hillary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, we'll see how history treats the the reboot ones. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Animaniacs has always been been willing to make fun of whoever's in the White House. That's that's, that's not, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> not yeah. anything new. So No. I do like the like during the reboot song where they actually do bring back saxophone playing Bill Clinton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he so. was in the theme song of the original one. Yes, so. he was. <laughs> uh, for for some of it, the the last couple seasons, they actually changed the intro. Um, once Pinky and the Brain spun off into their own show, they removed them from Animaniacs completely. And so the original Animaniacs actually has two versions of the theme song. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And when they took hmm. up Pinky and the Brain, they took out the Bill Clinton references because he wasn't, uh, because of his scandals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bill Clinton wasn't necessarily appropriate for kids' television anymore. Um, so they did they did not go back and edit the old episodes, but uh, yeah, the, the last couple seasons, there's a slightly altered Animaniacs theme. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um... Now moving on to, so I don't remember which episode it was. I think it was the one with the bunnies, which that was adorable and oh, chaotic. Fun control, yes. Fun control, um, <laughs> which has a double meaning. Um, yes. But I love the part when the when the siblings churn anime mode because mm-hmm. they because Yakko turns into you know go like you know like Goku esque looking, Wacko turns into like Naruto esque looking, and then uh-huh. Dot turns into like Sailor Moon esque. Right. Right. Yeah. The, so I, uh, I anime Neax. Anime Neax. Yeah. I've seen some yep. people online refer to them that way. So yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's funny. I saw I saw the shot of the three of them in the anime style. Um and I didn't realize it was from one of the teasers. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know how I just missed that. So I thought it was this weird fan art thing that was getting passed around, like, oh, they're rebooting Animaniacs and it's gonna look like this. And I thought people were just being jerks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it actually showed up and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, this is in fact zany to the max. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I honestly like, you're right, but there's not, there's 
without really it, it's hard to talk about comedy without showing comedy. Right. But what I will say is that there's just a lot of really, really great things that this new Animaniacs kind of brings to the table. And it brings a nice laugh for anyone who's looking for one right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, it makes me kind of mad at myself that I didn't go over to the Animaniacs side of the Warner Brothers gift shop and get myself a uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Doc. Because I was going to. Uh, we just mm-hmm. didn't have time. So I was only able to get something for my mom and then... Uh, this Bugs Bunny that I got for myself because I love bugs. Right. Um, but one thing I will say though is this: is that I recall back in the old Animaniacs, there was they were limited on how much they can reference and how many things they can you know poke fun at just because they're you know of other networks and other production companies being like you can't you know uh, bring our thing in. Yeah, but I, I feel don't... like with this one there was a lot. <laughs> well, so a couple things have happened, right? Warner Brothers mm-hmm. as a company has acquired a lot of other smaller studios. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, there, there is the, ep- the the song in this, uh, the the moment where um, is it the suffragette one, right? They're they're talking about yes. giving cartoons the right to vote. Yes, and that, yeah. like man, they pull out all Everyone. the characters in the Warner MGM cartoon network like anything that that time warner owned they were like yeah we're mm-hmm. throw them in <laughs> forget because it because they, like, they had they had batman they had the looney tunes they had the flintstones they had the jetsons they mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. Oh, i'm trying to think who else they had i think they had scooby-doo i don't know if i saw scooby-doo though i, I think scooby was in there i know the tiny tunes showed up uh, yep. they showed up a couple times throughout this mm-hmm. which was pretty good um yeah yeah it's it's Man, yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. admit, though, I, I like when when they first come back in that very first episode and everyone's like, oh, it's the Animaniacs. And we see, like, a Batman. We see a Wonder Woman. We see a Superman. We see, you know, a Harry Potter, but it's not Harry Potter. Like, we see, you know, the things that Warner Brothers now owns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about the... Because uh, I think they, they refer to some things that I think are Disney-owned now that oh, I don't recall if they ever really made nods to Disney before. Okay. So that's why I was like, wait a minute, hold on. And then I was, oh, wait, Fox owns Disney now. But wait a minute, this is Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it, it, if you worry too much about dividing who owns what, you're, you, you're driving mm-hmm. yourself insane. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Just let it, ha- let it happen. Oh, yeah. uh, the one that they did mention that, that blew my mind was the Lunatics, which was like an early 2000s reboot of the Looney Tunes as action heroes. Yeah, and we like, don't know what you guys are. <laughs> yeah, they, they have. Is it was it Buzz Bunny was his name, and he just shows up like he doesn't say anything. He's just there, and they yeah, they're just like and whatever this is, and continue on with their song about giving cartoons the right to vote. And that was mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a a reference that I was absolutely not expecting, but boy, was it! I appreciated that a lot. <laughs> that was really really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. There's just there's just so many really great. I think just really great moments. Like there's, I don't think there's any like horrible, bad moments. I mean, I know I'm not a fan of the Halloween episode, but it still had me laughing, even though I didn't see what was happening. Uh, Let me ask you about, um, so they did add a couple of new segments with some new characters. Yes. Uh, And then we'll talk about something else we liked after, because I don't want to end on a down note. Um, Mm -hmm. But so Starbucks and Cindy, the, the little alien and (laughs) the, the girl that was, you know, holding him captive. Uh, We're waiting did, and waiting and waiting. And <laughs> how did you feel about that segment? Um, 
admittedly it came out of left field a little bit because I thought it was just going to be the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, but I sure. do like that they did something different because in the theme song they talk about the fact that they had a brand new cast of characters, so I thought, right. okay, so we're going to be seeing new characters. And then we did um, the first half of, half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, admittedly, though, um, I thought the alien was really funny. Just the fact that he's really trying to get to his ship so he can let, you know, his invaders know his, his fellow spacemen waiting to, you know, all right, time to invade. Um, admittedly the little girl, like she kept rambling and talking and I could barely understand half the words she was saying most of the time. (laughs) And I had the, and I had the, you know, the subtitles on. So even I was like, what, what, um, but of course, I mean, you talk to any four-year-old girl and she will ramble and, and ramble and ramble and make no sense. Right. So, or even just four-year-old just in general. Right. Um, yeah. But I I didn't think there was anything bad with it. I'm just curious to see where they're going to go with it. Okay. <laughs> and then um, the gnome that lives in people's mouths. How did you feel about that one? <laughs> Okay, it's weird that he lives in people's mouths, but I really <laughs> enjoy the fact that, that that was just like he literally he felt like the the meta type of gnome that we kind of just need in the world where okay. it's like why are you it's like you're getting married to her and you don't know anything about her and it's like <laughs> and and I'm kind of like slowly turning to the camera that doesn't exist in my room just going like yeah what up world? What about this type of stuff? <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Just, I, I felt like it was very much a call out to things that maybe were acceptable once upon a time, but now it's like, I mean, really? or, but, yeah. Or, or, or things that were, um, things that are okay to do in cartoons and yes. And, yeah. Pulling back that fourth one and be like, this is stupid. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought it was really, really, really funny and I would like to maybe see another one of those, but it's still weird that he comes out of people's mouths. So. And then um, the other one was the the um, Maurice LaMarche doing a, a, a dead on Vincent Price uh, intro for uh, things that go bump in the night or, or bump in the dark or whatever. And it was just, it was the one that was um, just all the eyeballs bumping into each other. <laughs> I I liked that. At first, I thought, OK, where are we going to go with this? I thought it was actually going to be kind of like a following the scary theme. But then, you know, very much the Warners being the Warners and doing stuff to make it not as scary as it seems. But the fact that it was literally things just bumping into each other in the pitch blackness of night. Right. I liked that. I liked that flip and it really, it got a chuckle out of me. I thought it was humorous. I don't think it's one they could do again unless it's another Halloween episode. Right. No, that's a, that's a one-off thing for sure. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? What did you think of those three? Um, I, I didn't like Starbucks and Cindy. I, it, I can see why, I can see how the premise would seem funny, and I don't think the execution worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have rather just seen Buttons and Mindy. Yeah, it was it was kind of the same setup, but I, I would have just liked a new Buttons and Mindy instead. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, I mean, it's whatever, it's fine. Like I appreciate that they're trying something different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we we have seen all of the other characters done to death, right? There's 99 other episodes of the other stuff. So if I want to see them, I can just watch any of those. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That one, that's the one segment out of all 13 episodes that I was kind of like, uh, I don't think I like this one. Um, yeah. I did like, I did like the gnome in people's mouths. That one was, that was pretty funny. I would have liked more of those. Like you said, like it's funny once. Is it funny seven times? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I thought things that go bump in the night was, it was one of those things where like, this is subtle, but I really appreciate this. I, I really liked that one a lot. Um, uh-huh. but again, once I don't, I don't think that one works again. Like you said, unless it's a Halloween special. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have um, anything, so you go. Oh, okay. So I was going to, so I know we've talked about mainly the, like the, the Warner brothers and their sister Dot, and, you know, and everything like that. Um, and we've briefly talked about Pinky and the Brain, but what was your favorite Pinky and the Brain segment from this? Uh, I mean, the one with Julia, probably. Okay. Um, that one was really good. Um, uh, man, what were all of the other ones? Um, I did like the one, was it the last episode where Brain builds the driverless car? that yeah. they can't get out of mm-hmm. um the song that plays the country song that plays in the background of that um I, I i just started watching it without the subtitles and then like halfway through the song i was like oh these lyrics are probably funny and mm-hmm. started the song over again with the subtitles on it i was right <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then because it's great because there's the part where they're like you know and then there was there was a cow how do you rhyme a word with cow 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 and then at the end of the song, Pinky singing that line. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, also, that episode, they got away with using banana hammock <laughs> in an episode of Animaniacs, which is yep. not that not something I was ever expecting. Uh, and it wasn't offensive. So good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will admit there were a few moments where like whenever Pinky, whenever Brain would be like, are you pondering what I'm pondering? And then Pinky would say something that just like, completely out of left field oh some of them were really funny and some of them had me sitting there going yeah would that work (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah um yeah uh uh, what was it um i think so brain but isn't 11 just a fancy way of saying one teen yeah that was the one i was going like is it (laughs) (laughs) it it is yeah it is yeah so uh yeah yeah um it's crazy just thinking about all of this just because it's like this there are people now who have children when who are probably showing this to their children now to watch this when they because they watched it when they grew up and it's kind of surreal in that way that it's do that this show exists and then it's doing that okay wait let's 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 do some quick math here if i had kids if Mm -hmm. i had a kid at the same age that my mom was when she had me Mm -hmm. that kid that kid would be the age that i was when animaniac started originally whoa yeah <laughs> yeah so uh or or really close maybe maybe like within a year or so mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it it we're that close to there being an entire new generation like literally an entire new generation of fans mm-hmm. so um and here's the thing, man, like this new Animaniac series, it's exclusive to Hulu. It was it was built for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hulu, even though it's majority controlled by Disney, Warner Brothers still has stake in it. And yep. so they are keeping the original Animaniacs on Hulu as well. So you can watch both of them on the same streaming service as just part of your subscription. And, and just do it because they're both great. <laughs> oh man, they're so good. I I do own all of the original series on DVD. Um, if these reboots get released on DVD, I'm definitely going to buy those as well, uh, or or maybe upgrade to Blu-ray. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, I'm not. I don't like Pinky and the Brain enough to own the Pinky and the Brain show, but I mm-hmm. love them as part of the ensemble cast. So yes, 
um, the fact that this is mostly the Warners and Pinky and the Brain, like, hey, let's distill down the things that everyone actually wants. And mm-hmm. uh, they do a good job. And, and you know, like we were saying before, the original holds up really well. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a couple of there's a couple of pop culture things that that haven't uh, aged super great, but that that happens in comedy. You know, mm-hmm. name, name a comedy from over ten years ago that's still exactly as funny as it was when it came out. You can't do it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I I, I don't I know. I have. I have nothing bad to say about this one. <laughs> no, I have nothing bad to say about it either. I think we just wanted to talk about it because we've referenced Animaniacs before mm-hmm. on Atomic Monsoon uh, and everything. And we've talked about, you know, like we've talked about the Noel song. We've talked about, you know, a couple of other different things. But it was like with this reboot coming out, it's like, okay, we have to talk about this. Yeah. Because we have yeah. we have definitely referenced it before. But it's interesting because, um, and Andy, you know this, but I don't think our viewers know that, our listeners viewers and listeners uh, know this. So in college, I had to do a senior project in order to graduate. And I decided for my senior project, I wanted to do a voice acting workshop because I was interested in potentially going into voice acting. Mm-hmm. So the teacher who was helping me out with this, the professor, he got me in contact with a couple of people who could come to the workshop and just talk and give some tidbits in here and there. And so we got uh, this voice actor who does video game work like Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. I think his, his name was Zach. I don't remember his last name. I feel bad. If you're listening, Zach, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're hearing this, you're probably like, oh, it's you, <laughs> you know, type of thing. Uh, the other was, in fact, Rob Paulson. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And he is positively an amazing human being. Like, he... Like, he came and gave us all these amazing tidbits, and then there were instances and moments where, you know, he'd be talking about experiences and work that he had, and he would start talking suddenly in that character's voice. Like, there was a moment where he had a few sentences where he talked to us like Carl from the Jimmy Neutron series. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was also instances where he talked to us like Pinky. And then this is, and he actually alluded to us at the time that he was potentially in the works of, not of doing the new Animaniacs thing, but doing a new Countries of the World song. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. gave us a couple of not verses, but a couple of you know notes and things like that from the from the from the wor- from the countries of the world song. So it was awesome to have you know Yakko Warner singing the countries of the world song to you type of thing, yeah, for, to me and to my friends who were present. And so it was just it was an amazing experience. And um, Rob Paulson, if he is listening to this, or if anyone who's listening to this knows Rob Paulson, tell him he's an amazing human being and that he keeps up what he's doing. <laughs> And yeah. I hope to meet him in person someday because I would just love to talk to him, yeah, like in person. Yeah. Rob seems like a really cool guy. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to talk to, to, to uh, I would love to talk to Tress McNeil about her career sometime because she has done mm-hmm. almost everything possible um, since since she started, and uh, uh, I, I would like to know what what makes Jess Harnell tick because that guy seems like he's actually insane. <laughs> and Valid i say that in the most fair. respectful i mean this is a guy who calls himself psycho andy saying that so take it for what it's worth mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah so all right well yeah. uh steph we need to uh we need to get out of here and uh we need to start planning for next episode why what happens next episode andy <laughs> the same thing that happens every episode stephanie we try to take over the world 
But wait, shouldn't we talk about, you know, our social media first? Oh, yeah. All right. You can find <laughs> us on social media or Twitter and Facebook. And there's an underscore in our name on Instagram. Listen, it's episode 95. If you're still listening to us, you know where to find us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, we're ending at episode 100. So uh, do get in touch with us on social media or email us at AtomicMonsoon at gmail.com and tell us about your favorite Animaniac segment or your favorite Atomic Monsoon segment. Or just tell us about stuff you like. And um, we'll read it on the air. And with that, we're zany to the max, guys. <laughs> Narf! <laughs>